Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. knows his stuff uh you know he's not afraid to go at people and no player should have that much control over an organization well last time i checked this is not the los angeles lebron how did you get blocked by lebron james on twitter talking about you know wanting to inspire and, and like i'm inspired right now i want to run through a brick wall for you right now i cutthroat it's very you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It's always a good time when I get to get on that dude 2020 show. Welcome, folks, to another episode of That One Dude 2020 on the God of the Money Sports Network. Yes, this episode is pre-recorded in advance here. It is 7.14 on a Thursday evening. This episode will be uploaded tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. pre-recorded, so it will be uploaded live. Even though it's pre-recorded, I'll be at work at my new job. We're going to do my best to do seven days a week for 20 to 25 minutes episodes, quality content, more importantly, always starts with a verse, a verse that, that speaks to my heart. So without further ado, let's go into today's video prayer break. Lord, sometimes that I can admit, uh, people can admit now, sometimes I have expectations or I think Something is going to turn out a certain way. And sometimes in life, it doesn't work out the way we thought it would. It will always work for our good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Today's, sometimes we do like a Bible story, but today I'm thinking about doing a, like a Jesus and God story. It's the same person, Jesus, is 
the physical version and all that, it's, it blows my mind. This is from years and years ago, like a Jesus, a Jesus story. So back in the day, they had something folks called a PlayStation 2. So I was like, you know what? I got 40 bucks in my wallet here. I think from tours doing all these different things like that. Can I go to Walmart to get the new NCAA football game here? Getting the new NCAA football game for our PlayStation 2. I, I know that blows people's minds. Oh my goodness. The new NCAA football game for the PS2. But I'm not here to preach this part prosperity gospel oh if you just do good things money will come your way no it's not about that i'm saying when you do something for someone else not expecting a return you never know what god can do in your life or in somebody else's life that's the message that i want to preach you're not like oh money 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 no that is not the the point here the whole point like it says in the name of the network god over money sports network god is over money god is over everything on this planet so we head into the Walmart. I can't wait to buy this new NCAA game for the PlayStation 2. I know. Hey, every winter or whatever at Walmart back in the day, I don't know if they still do it. They had a Salvation Army guy dressing up as Santa Claus. And he's like, you know what? As a kid, I was like, you know, I still have, like, I still have a heart for that, of course. And a heart, you know, just a heart to, to help people, even if I didn't understand what the situation was. So I put in 20 of my dollars, half of my wallet, even though knowing now I don't have enough money for that game. How am I going to be able to buy it? So I did it anyways, assuming my dad would probably pay the last 20 bucks. And he gladly would have. So then I go talk to the checker. They get the game. I bring the game up to the front and check out line with my dad. I open up my wallet. Mind you, I already put in 20 bucks in the Salvation Army bucket. Not to get something in return, but to see if I could be a blessing to somebody else, even if I don't see that physically. Because it wasn't about me, it was about blessing somebody else. I checked in my wallet knowing I only had 20 bucks. But in there was another $20. It was not in there before. And you don't have to believe me if you don't want to, but I know for a fact that was a God story. Not because, oh my gosh, look at this, look what I did. No, You're not, we're not saved through the work, it's faith with our works is that you intertwine them together. And you just never know at all in any way, shape, or form. I didn't know there was going to be extra $20 in there. I probably wasn't going to have enough, and I was most likely going to have to put the game back. Not the end of the world. It's just a video game. But I'm telling you this simple story, folks, that no matter we always expect things we always have expectations just like NFL teens have about their starting franchise quarterback before the season starts before training camp before Super Bowl have all these expectations of what we think that is going to think Jesus is going to do God knows everything that's going to happen so we can try our best to try to figure it out but just put our faith in him that even when we don't see it he is working that is the whole point of the story of this prayer, always bringing back to God's word through the world of football, through the world of football video games. That's what's bad. That's what it is about. Always bringing it back to God's word. And ladies and gentlemen, let's get to our NFL topics of tonight's show here. This this morning show, this is 9 a.m. Y'all are watching this live. 
the expectations for Baker in 2021. I did this last year at about this time, and we're going to do it again for 2021. After success, boom, Brown. Absolutely no way. Well, this year, and I found out about more important the NFL knows what Baker Mayfield's about because for so many years, whether it's the franchise and has on whoever it was to be at fault, whoever it was to be at blame. So many, they had so many failed attempts at drafting a quarterback, hence that jersey of 20 plus quarterbacks. Browns failed other free agency uh, draft or via trade. But this time it's different. The NFL, NFL teams, NFL franchises, coaches, coordinators, defensive defensive mindset for uh, fans and people know exactly 100% that Baker Mayfield is for real. But the way the Cleveland Browns offense is set, they don't need Baker Mayfield to put up MVP-like numbers. They don't need Baker Mayfield to throw 4,500 passing yards, 45 touchdowns, and 10 pick, or 8 picks. They don't need Baker Mayfield to do that. It's not how their office is set. Why do you think they have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. coming back from injury, Beck Chubb, Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, and you also have your, your star tight end, Austin Hooper, second year with the Cleveland Browns, signed a free agency contract in 2020. So now there's this added weight to Baker. There's this added pressure because for the first time he's changing this franchise. He's talking about also talking about, oh, I'm not worried about extension at all. We're not even going to discuss it. He cares more about winning and about the team. That to me, without a shadow of a doubt, shows and tells me exactly that's what a leader is. Leader is not me, me, me. What can I do for me? How can I help this team succeed? How can I make this team better? How can I grow? How can I be better? Just like you want, how can I grow my walk with God? What do I need to do? I'm tired of being lazy. That's what the, for a lot of times the Browns have been up until Baker Mayfield and this team have been lazy, have excuses now, getting the job done, hence Jarvis Landry's. Uh, his little video in 2018 from Hard Knocks. But now this team is for real. They're a playoff caliber team. Can Baker Mayfield turn down the noise and up the production? How their office is set could be tweaking up just a little bit in 2021. But it is without a doubt very, very exciting to see. But Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns can do it in 2021. So my genuine expectation is that in terms of numbers, Baker Mayfield's going to get even better. This team's going to be even better. They're going to win the division. Mark my words. Again, folks, that would be 2020, episode 9 of the God Over Money Sports Network. Here, this episode is pre-recorded. Even when y'all see it, it will be live. But I will be at work for my first day training, so I won't be able to... To be here to respond to comments in the comment section. Love doing this. Let's continue on though. Training camp is up and away very, very soon. We talked about the NFC East, AFC South, and North 
and their expectations or and their questions before training camp. Now we're going to bring that entirely to the AFC South in terms of what is the biggest or three biggest questions for the AFC South, for all the AFC South teams for the 2021 NFL training camp. You have the Colts. You have this whole division. Jaguars, Houston, Tennessee Titans, Derek Henry, the best running back in the NFL right now. That shouldn't be a debate. That shouldn't be a conversation. Before really anything else, we can talk about any other questions, at least with the Colts, you know where it's going to be. Carson Wentz, if he can stay healthy, we have a much better offensive line than, than he'd had with the Eagles for the past two, the two and a half years. So there's no doubt the expectations are they're high, but they're not. 2017 Carson Wentz high, but I think Marvin Mack, Jonathan Taylor, that offensive line protecting him early on is going to be really exciting. Tennessee made some potentially questionable defensive moves in free agency, and so we don't know what they're going to do. Who's who's really their star interior defensive line? You look at the Jaguars there, and Houston, they really have nobody still. Yeah, there's less added pressure due to if you look at the interior defense line in the entire AFC South, not counting the Colts. There's not he's not gonna be as pressured as much as would be if he was in the AFC South, AFC East or AFC West. So that offensive line with Carson Wentz staying healthy, I believe that they can have success in twenty twenty one. Yet again, that would be a a question, not a huge concern, but the question is, can Carson Wentz stay healthy now? How many wins the Colts have this year? I have them winning the AFC South. They're going to go 12-5. and Wow, the Titans are going to go 11-6. That's going to be a very exciting division this year in the NFL. Looking at the Houston Texans. They'll be lucky to get three to four wins on the year. Tyrant Taylor is your starting quarterback. So what is the expectations and what is the reality here? You, ha- you don't have multiverse here, Loki, but you got Fedler Lindsay, great. Most of you really got an offer. You got some decent receivers. Not bad, but not great. You got Fedler Lindsay, Tyrant Taylor. Veteran quarterback, not an MVP caliber like guy, not a starting franchise quarterback caliber and for any team. There's a reason why he was drafted six rounds in the league 2011. He wasn't meant to be a starter. He doesn't have that impact with the way Houston is in terms of you have a new head coach. Who's one defensive player that stands out? He's with the Cardinals now with a new head coach. And you've already traded your other defenders. With a new head coach. And having Tyler Taylor as your starting quarterback. Don't have or even expect at all in any way, shape, or form that the Texans are going to get four to five wins. Any fan that thinks the Texans are going to get six, seven plus wins is in an alternative football cinematic universe. 
there is no way, no how, that the Houston Texans are even going to get three to four wins under you. They're going to be, I believe, the worst team in the NFL next year in terms of wins and losses, offensive line, production, passing, it's all of that all around be the worst team in the NFL in 2021. The Tennessee Titans, the question is, yes, they got Julio Jones. Julio Jones, future first ballot Hall of Famer. I will be very, very frank with you. And to be honest, because what you get on that one in 2020 is pure honesty. Whether I'm always right or wrong, I'm not always going to be right. I can admit when I make a bad take. But Julio Jones is not going to be a factor if or if not that the Tennessee Titans win the AFC South. They're not going to lose because of him, but they're also not going to win the division because of him. A.J. Brown is their number one receiver. You lost Deion Smith, who's in Gus and so you made a defensive mistake. I believe the Steelers defensive player is a certain defensive player in a free agency. With their bread and butter being Derek Henry, Derek Henry running the football, that's it. Because once you've seen this the past two years, you can't necessarily complete. Tell me otherwise, unless somehow in 2021 is different. Once a team, a defensive line, stops Derek Henry, the Titans have nothing. So what is this magic going to appear? Oh, my gosh. They stopped Derrick Henry. And then somehow he's going to throw a bunch of balls to Julio, throw a bunch of balls to Julio Jones. And he scored 30, 40 points. That's not reality. That's Madden football cinematic reality. I'm not sure how Julio Jones fits in this offense. I'm not sure. Can we trust Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill to put the team on his back? If A.J. Brown is out. Julio Jones is inconsistent or injured. Derrick Henry is not. He would trust Brian Tannehill to put the team on his back. That is definitely a huge, huge, gigantic question after signing a one-year deal with Jadavion County this past summer in 2020. And that unfortunately did not work out. And a lot of defensive stats or categories, Jadavion County made that defense so much worse we're looking at the jacksonville jaguars before we get into our final topic of this morning show here again seven days a week about 20 to 25 minutes long yes it's quantity but more quality but even more important than all of that and any of that or anything else we talk about in terms of football bringing it back to god's word practice what i preach open open and close doors that's my place to y'all and that's what I'm working on with that. I'm not perfect. I'm a human being. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get into more NFL talk here. That one, dude, 2020, right on the God Over Money Sports Network here. The heated topic, I remember that people don't talk about. I talked about this on my solo show. Now that the show was bringing onto the network, I'm going to rehash this topic. Not necessarily an argument because a lot of people don't talk about this. What well, the question is, was Reggie Bush a bust in the NFL? I will repeat that one more time before we get to our last topic. Was Reggie Bush a bust 
in the NFL. Reminder folks, before you get into this topic, I am not responsible for your physical or mental health if you agree or disagree with any of my takes. Going back to Reggie Bush's college career, USC, play with Matt Leinart, 433 total attempts, 3,169 yards, 54 TDs, 9,000 all-purpose yards, national champion, Sugar Bowl champion. Sounds great. Based on the hype and the excitement, because if you look at the highlight reel at Reggie Bush in college, it was phenomenal. It was something special. I give him that. It was all it demolished, and that's what I was scared going to, or I say scared, but now looking at now versus what I didn't know then to the six. That first ever sports game to see two uh, sports game to watch live on TV. The 2006 Rose Bowl. Reggie Bush, Matt Lyon, that team that won back to back these past two championships. A team that nobody thought would lose against Texas, Texas Longhorns. Vince Young, Jamal Charles, that team, that team was something special on both sides of the ball. But going to his NFL career, despite all the accolades and what he did in college, it didn't necessarily translate to the NFL. Like, John, how dare you shot What did I tell you? I am not responsible for your physical or mental health if you disagree with any of the topics that I have to say. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I am not responsible for your physical or mental health if you disagree or agree with any of the takes that I have to say. We're looking at Reggie Bush in the NFL, and then we're going to today, this morning's final thoughts. You could look at film. You could look at numbers. You could look at both. Reggie Bush's final year in the NFL, he averaged about almost negative two yards rushing. Does that sound like a success in the NFL? Say, oh, John, he won a Super Bowl. No, 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 no. If you want to play the game, you look at the year they went to the Super Bowl, his regular season numbers weren't great at all. If you really want to look at them, I can look it up and pray with you. I don't just say things. I just talk and talk and talk. Reggie Bush was not a success in the NFL. Reggie Bush, in fact, was a bust in the NFL. You know, oh, look at what he did. No, we're not talking about what he did in college. What he did in college does not overthrow what a player does or does not do in the NFL. It does not override what they do or do not do in the NFL. Look, let's be honest here. Look at the stats. Go back to the 29th, uh, to, yeah, 2009 season. Less than 400 yards rushing completely. Have we touched on it two? Sorry, I apologize if it was like one or two touchdowns. So less than 500 all-purpose yards. And this is supposed to be a guy that was going to light it up in the NFL. And if he was a success in the NFL and lit it up, why was he with so many teams? Remember, training camp of the offseason with the Niners. A little bit of time with the Lions. The Bills got drafted by the Saints. So three to four plus teams for a guy that somehow was a success in the NFL. Be honest, folks. 
How absolutely and truly insane. I'm not saying he was a bus, but I said he's on the he was on the verge of being the boss in the NFL. His last year. His last year in the NFL was so horrific. I didn't think for an NFL running back, no matter your age, how many years and or how many years you've been in the NFL. Yeah, I would say it was nearly negative two yards per carry. Based on what Reggie Bush did in college, as in the sorry, he averaged negative three rushing yards his last year in the NFL. You want to go even further, folks? The year before, 28. The year before, 297. His first year, less than 600 yards. Next year, 581. Next year, 404. 390. Okay, five touchdowns. I'll give him that. The next year, 150. The year after that, 1,086. So, very good year. Career year. That was the highest amount. That's the highest amount of rushing yards he got in the NFL. Despite all the hype, and rightfully so. So when he had those highlights that came out, that was in the early days of YouTube. That's how long ago it was, folks. But a lot of people that are just now watching the NFL or just now watching college football. My Texas Longhorns beat the USC Trojans that year. Such an exciting, such an exciting game. A first ever sports game. I'm sorry, I got this wrong. Reggie Bush averaged negative. 0.3 yards in his last year in the NFL. He had negative three yards total on 12 attempts. How does that even happen? How is that physically possible? You could have one carry for five yards. It would be more to go over triple. Oh, Reggie Bush had his last year in the NFL. And the year before, he had 28 yards. Less than 5,500 yards in his career. From 2006 to, I believe, 2012, 2013. Less than 5,000 yards. Less than 5,500 yards. That's not in the making of a guy that had success in the NFL. So why do we have necessarily certain bias? Why do we necessarily have, like, excuses? Why do we give passes for certain guys like Reggie Bush who didn't get it done in the NFL. They had Tracy Porter on defense. They had Drew Brees. But a year too late, a young Mark Ingram. So I just don't understand why some, my more people don't at least talk about this topic. It doesn't make any sense or for any notion. Am I here to filibuster the show? It just doesn't make any sense how people don't think or at least want to have a conversation of why Reggie Bush at least was on the verge of being a bust in the NFL. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, in just a couple of seconds, we're going to this morning's final thoughts. Again, thank you all so much for the support and turn to this video for the people that watch it morning or the audio podcast that is on Anchor, that is on Spotify, that is on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, 
pretty much an iHeartRadio, pretty much every single podcast platform, you can listen to the God Ever Money Sports Network episode. If you have a ton of special guests coming up this fall, I'm super excited for y'all to this. I, I can't stress enough how much fun these solo shows are. From the script writing to listening to good Christian music rap or you know, maybe listen a little bit more of a cray. It's, it's so much fun. It's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like work. Because I know one day in Jesus' name, in his time, what God wants to do, it is going to pay off. But the fact of the matter is, folks, even if it doesn't pay off, even if it doesn't make you big, what matters more? Instead of a career making it, serving God. But again, folks, here on every program or any time during the week, seven days a week, if any of you have a prayer request, you can text 281-675-5081, or you can text 254-356-6678, or email godovermoneysportsnetwork at gmail.com. Somebody here on the network will respond to your email, to your text, or to your call. No prayer request is too silly. No prayer request is stupid. It is all private information. Nothing is embarrassing. We all have things we want to pray for. We all go through things in life that are not easy. And I want y'all to know that God is always there. We are always there. But I give a reminder, folks, here. Down to 2020, look on your favorite social media platform. Subscribe to our podcast channel on, or on your local podcast app on your phone. You can look at our Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all your podcast platform needs. We got you covered, even iHeartRadio. Thank you all so much for the support on today's episode. I will see y'all next time. That would do 2020. God bless. Can't wait for more football. Peace. knows his stuff uh you know he's not afraid to go at people and no player should have that much control over an organization well last time i checked this is not the los angeles lebron how did you get blocked by lebron james on twitter
talking about, you know, wanting to inspire and, and like, I'm inspired right now. I want to run through a brick wall for you right now. I cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It's always a good time when I get to get on that dude 2020 show.